Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Eric Lindborg, and I'm an active member, and I also serve on the First Church Orlando Media and Communications Committee. Recently, pastors Vance and Emily appointed Melanie Lee to lead forward together to help us as a church learn to work together toward fully loving, affirming, and including everyone as we follow our vision to seek and love God, love and serve people. Melanie is a longtime member and lay leader with First Church Orlando, who I'm sure is a friend of many of you who are listening today. Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, first, on behalf of the church, thank you so much for agreeing to lead Forward Together. It's such an important initiative for our church as we move forward towards inclusion for all, while all benefiting from and celebrating the wonderful diversity of our community. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could, we could start by you just telling us a little bit about you, your personal life, and, and sort of what motivated you uh, in this journey. Oh, okay. Well, um, I am, you always think about how many hats you wear. Um, I am a wife of 39 years to Kim Lee, and uh, most people in the church would know Kim. And I am a mother of three adult children, and we have four grandchildren, and three of them are going to be coming to visit us this week, so that's really fun. That's super fun, and congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that's always exciting. And um, I am a science teacher. I was a... I was a chemistry teacher for a long time and at Winter Park High School, and now I've moved a couple of years ago to Audubon Park K-8, and I teach physical science to eighth graders. And I was the co-lay leader for the district, but our term ran, and now we have stepped down, and Debbie Mitchell is the new, co- is the new lay leader, and she's doing it on her own. So I don't have an official role anymore at First Church. I've done many, many roles. Um, And I wasn't actually appointed by anyone to this current position. I just agreed to do it. (laughs) Well, thank you for the clarification. And thank you, more importantly, thank you for saying yes. Oh, absolutely. And do you want to know a little bit about like how this began? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's go there, and also um, tell us a little bit about you know what First Church means to you, and why you feel that it's important that we're an inclusive church. So yeah, that would okay. give us a chance to get that background. Okay. Well, I've been a member. It's funny. I used to tell people I'm a card carrying member because back when we joined, we actually received cards that had our name on it and said what date we joined, and we joined in 1988. So long-term member and, you know, there have been ups and downs through it, through our church, but it, it's never crossed our minds to leave. Mm. This is our church. This is where my children grew up. 
Um, I know I was I was um, supposed to be at a, a mother daughter tea when I was UMW president, and I had to call my vice president Marty Harrison and say I can't be there. I've just had a daughter. So, mm. you know, like that morning. <sighs> so they were, you know, th this church has always surrounded us with love. Mm. And I think this church has always embodied the love that God has for all people, which means everyone. It doesn't mean sitting back and saying, you know, we're all we're all okay now. We've got everybody we need. Or I don't think you look like us. I've just been really proud over the years, you know, that that people feel comfortable walking in the church right off the street, maybe mm. homeless folks sitting in the back or coming up and sitting in the front, you know, and people just embrace them. You know, we've had many, many people over the years join the church, join Sunday school classes, and and they don't look like us. And mm we don't know their backgrounds and you know, who cares? I just think that's the way the church is supposed to be. Uh, so beautifully said. And I couldn't agree more. It makes me so proud that when we say all, we mean all. And as we look around on Sundays, not everyone looks exactly like you and I, which is, I think the way it's supposed to be, um, or thinks the way we do or feels the way we do. It's that diversity that makes our our church rich. That is awesome. And I couldn't agree more. So, so tell us a little bit about Forward Together and, and the work of that group and um, why it's important um, specifically, to, specifically to our church. Okay. Well, the group started out with no clear purpose, but there was absolutely God in it. Mm. And and there was power in it. It it was a group that kind of got together, um, and we kept meeting. And the meetings were really interesting and cool. But we would say, "And what do you think we're supposed to be doing mm. here?" And eventually, we kind of gelled. And our focus right now, and I say right now because I have other things in mind, but. I, our focus right now is to guide our church to become a reconciling church with Reconciling Ministries Network, which will give our community, any LGBTQ plus person in our community who is looking for a church, will look through the Reconciling Ministries Network and see us and know that that's a clear sign that we are going to not just be welcoming, we, we will be affirming, you know, we will be allies, we will walk alongside them. And it's not that we just want to do something for them. Mm. Yes. That's, that's not how church works. You know, we, we can't just sit there and say, we need to give you this, 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 and this as um, my son is gay and Vance and Emily interviewed him and interviewed Megan Siepel. And one of the things that Carrie, my son said, 
that was so meaningful to me is that without the LGBTQ plus segment, the church is missing something. It's like Vance's sermon last Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, the church is the body of Christ and we can't just say, Hey, let's don't bring along the feet or the hands or the fingers or whatever it is. And without that section of people, we don't have everybody. We, we no, don't. With them, we won't have everybody. There's still other people out there that we need to reach. And that's where I also want to see this group going. It's, it's so well said. You, you, you don't know what you don't know. And that's true as a church as well. And in, in some cases, um, you know, embracing others who aren't necessarily exactly like us, you know, in a, in a safe environment like our church, um, we can learn so much about each other and we can be, we can become a stronger church. In fact, I think that's our, our calling. Um, on the Reconciling Ministries Network, is that a denominational network? Tell us a little bit about that and how we would fit into that potentially. Well, it's a group of Methodist churches, and it's worldwide. And there aren't very many of them in Florida. It's a, a loose organization. And really to join it, all you need to do is to accept their affirming statement, which is very similar to the welcoming statement that we have on our website. And you need to do that with a certain percentage of your, of your congregation. So this, this newsletter coming out this week will have a straw poll in it, which will be our mm-hmm. first straw poll so we can see kind of where the congregation is and what questions they may have. Interesting. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that, the straw poll. Well, I've uh, Vance and Emily gave me some room in the newsletter each week. As a district lay leader, I wrote for the district newsletter every month. And now I'm no longer doing that. So I said, you know, I've got some, I've, I've got some time on on that segment of my life, I, I enjoy writing and I would like to have some space and let's just do it every week if you're okay with that. And so they said, that would be great. So last week came out that first, that first piece and the next tomorrow, I think it comes out tomorrow, mm-hmm. I have included a straw poll which Vance created on SurveyMonkey, which is one of two that they recommend through um, Reconciling Ministries Network. One, the first one that we didn't choose is just, if we took a vote now, would you vote to be a reconciling church? Or would you not? And if you don't, uh, would you have, do you have questions? What, what, What are your concerns? The other one, which Vance chose has, like five different options so that we can gather some data to say, you know, do people have questions? Do they just not know enough about it yet? Um, And then we'll see, we'll see where it goes. The Reconciling Ministries Network recommends we take several straw polls Mm. to kind of just make sure we're not leaving anybody behind in the process and that we're explaining what's happening. 
Excellent. So this is um, this is would be described and as a journey. This is not a, a short term project. Um, no, and, it's already a good year or more in the making. Okay. And and what would uh, how would First Church Orlando officially become um, a, a member of the Reconciling Ministries Network? Would it require a vote of church council? I just kind of trying to understand it, what that would look it, like it takes a, a vote of the congregation okay okay so it's not a church council vote it's a congregation vote and all they it, as i was saying all they have to do is accept the affirmation statement mm-hmm. um, which will be on the the straw poll coming out and I mean, I don't want people to watch this and have to go look at something else, but it is hard to uh, to describe the whole thing and the importance of it in a couple of, of sentences. But Vance and Emily did a really wonderful interview of Helen Ride, who, and Helen Ride is the regional, I don't know if it's an area coordinator, regional coordinator for reconciling ministries. So our church falls within her area. And she did, she answered all kinds of questions that it's probably, it's at least 30 minutes long, maybe more than that. It's really Mm -hmm. wonderfully done. And she's just very eloquent and she does a really good job of it. So I would, if, if someone's interested who's watching this, who doesn't get the newsletter because um, the links and everything will be on the newsletter, just go to Reconciling Ministries Network. Fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. You're welcome. So our, our church uh, sits in downtown Orlando and we talk about our church playing an important role, serving our community as sort of the intersection of, of faith and commerce and politics and arts. Um, and I would, I would add, uh, you know, creating a welcoming environment for, for all that are part of any one of those axes. So why do you think it's important for our church in particular in downtown Orlando? Um, why is it important that we're pursuing this? Well, there are, there, I think there are a lot of reasons, but the reasons that would hit home the fastest for me would be the the community that has grown up around our church. You know, when I started going to the church, there were no, there were very few apartments or uh, anywhere really to to live around the church that that weren't maybe senior facilities or uh, retirement homes. And now they're just so many and we knew they were coming. You know, we've been talking about this for years. And the those young folks who are the downtown urban dweller types, many of them don't go to church. And they've been harmed in some way by church. They don't feel church is relevant. They can't see the point. You know, there's all kinds of reasons. But in the cross of that they also are much more accepting of lgbtq plus Mm. community 
anything to do with them. It's not even accepting. It's just, it's part of their lives. Right. They, I mean, there are certainly exceptions to that, but there are, you know, there's a huge generation or two or three of people who this is like not a big deal. What are you talking about? It's like my, my daughters, when my son came out to them, it's like wonderful. Right. They, you know, it, it, it's okay. I mean, they they love him. They it, that was yeah. that's not something to care about, right? So there are just a, there's just a segment of us that really you know our age and older that uh, they 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 there's an issue there, and so if we can visibly show the community around us by the flag we put up, the banners we put up, the flags in front of the peace pole, the peace pole itself. Um, it, you know, having having these visible signs and having it on the website, because, you know, if you're going to, if you're a kid, and I say kid like anybody younger than 40, is if you're looking to go to a church, you're going to go to the church website first and, and check it out. You know, and if you're into music, you're going to look there. You're going to, but that's where the reconciling piece will come into play. And I think it's going to be very attractive to the people around us mm. to say, okay, these, these folks are inclusive. They, they must mean what they're saying, that, that um, God loves all people. And so do we. It's interesting the way you frame that because, um, or answered that because in some ways, um, the downtown community and culture that's developed, and to your point, there's a lot of young, young professionals, there's a lot of, you know, fill in the blank, every, everybody downtown, but in many ways, um, at least perception would be that the traditional churches don't necessarily fit in with them, Um, whereas it's, what you said is absolutely true. If we can demonstrate, we as a church, through our actions and through our love and through our service to those to our neighbors, those people that share downtown with us, um, it will speak directly to them, and we may we may seem a little more uh, like them in terms of how we think and in in some of our values. So I could not agree more, and I think that. Um, I think it's desperately needed in downtown. I think there's a desire to be loved, appreciated, and cared for um, in the context of a church. And candidly, um, whether it's the generation or this particular community, whoever, there may not be a connection there. And this is going to help build that connection. So I think that's just fantastic. the UCF community, we can't leave them out either because we've sure talked about them before they before they came. We've been kind of planning for them. And I think uh, involvement in a reconciling church would be relevant to a college student. Uh, no, no question. You talk about a period of time where you're questioning everything in, 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 a, in a productive way. You know, it's, it's yeah. those years. Um, well, you've mentioned a number of sort of initiatives, but what are the, uh, in terms of, you know, relaunching and getting uh, our church members and listeners engaged, what are you guys working on um, now? And, and are there maybe some volunteer service opportunities coming up for the church? 
Oh, absolutely. We are, I, I always say this, we're like a small, mighty team. We don't have that many members. And so we would love to have people who are passionate about this just regularly meet with us and add add their brainstorming and energy to our group. Right now, we are aiming toward the Come Out With Pride Parade. People may not realize that Pride Month is June, but we don't we don't do the Pride Parade in Orlando in June because it's too hot. So we do it in October, where it's still really hot, but it's not, it's not as bad, and we don't get those you know those afternoon rains like we do. So we will be we will be having a. Um, a march. We will all, we'll be marching in the parade as a church. We have a banner. We did this two years ago uh, with our, at that point, the banner was new. They did a car parade last year because of COVID. So hopefully everything will still be okay for this year, but we would, we would love to have a ton of people march with us. College Park United Methodist is going to join us. Oh, great. And we'll also be asking members of other Methodist churches so that we can just have a mega mass of Methodists going down the street. And, you know, we had talked about a float, which I personally don't want to float just because that's a lot of trouble, but it's also, it, it distances you from the people. Mm. I was just looking at pictures from the parade a couple of years ago where, you know, we're walking down with this banner, which says what the, what the ad in the paper said after pulse, mm -hmm. you know, that the, the, the members of the new class and a few other folks put together that ad, you know, God loves all people. All people. So do we. And we have that on the banner. And so we're walking out front with that. And people stop to read it on the pictures. I can see, you know, people are like turning to read it. And then they're yelling questions at us. Mm. And as we're walking, it, because we're walking, we can leave and go chat with them on the sides. It was really a cool interactive thing to do. So we'll be doing that again this year. And we also had a booth. And um, there are tons of booths. Ours we had, it was it was pretty amazing. We did have uh, Dave and Jill Bueller with us, and they're just excellent at getting out and talking to people. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, it, with all their years with crew, they never had. Well, not they never had. They learned to be really good about talking about their faith with people. Right. Right. And, and so it was cool to just watch them. Of course, most, you know, you're out there, you, you got a lot of harmed people gathering mm. around people. A lot of people from the LGBTQ plus community have just been harmed by churches. Mm. And it's not like they just didn't feel welcome or they, you know, they didn't fit in. No, they were actually harmed. They, it, it was bad and nasty for a lot of, a lot of them. And so when they see a big church uh, booth, they're kind of reluctant, but they're also hot and sweaty and they don't turn down a really cold bottle of water. 
and you know, and then you can kind of get talking to them. And um, back then, you know, Jill would do that thing where a lot of people do now in pride parades where they say free mom hugs. Mm-hmm. Because yep. some of these folks, they're, they're, their parents aren't with them yet. Yeah. And uh, they're just not supportive yet. And they miss that connection. So Jill was out there hugging people all over the place. And um, people just were, it, it was amazing to me how they actually took brochures with our times of worship on them and like grabbed a pencil and, and like circling things. So it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, give me your brochure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Someday I'll come. And I know the next week we, Kim and I saw one of the, one of the people that dropped by the booth. So we need people to come do the booth with us. We need people to march with us. We need people to blow up balloons, to go by water, to, to get ice. There's all kinds of things. And even if they just wanted to contribute, uh, there's some things that I know Megan Siepel told us that because I was thinking we would get fans, you know, little fans to because people are hot. And she says, no, no, you get fans. <laughs> get these, they're dance fans. And there's something that goes with the pride parade. And she said, you can't get, you know, they're too expensive to give to everybody. So you're just like every now and then you go, you know what? You've won the lottery. Here's the fans. <laughs> So if we could get some people to donate those, that would be great too. After, after that, you know, we'll have our, I, I'm not sure exactly what's coming up next for us, but I'm sure that we'll have something that will, they'll be able to, to come and join us. And if they come to a meeting, they may tell us what that is. I love that. So there'll be, uh, especially since you're going to be graciously uh, writing each week in the e-newsletter. So we'll, we'll have more to come on that. And um, yeah, I love the, uh, I love the mental picture you painted of a mega mass of Methodists uh, <laughs> giving free mom hugs and fans and just generally being, being, having a loving spirit in the community. It's awesome. It's awesome. So um, not everyone probably is, is as far along sort of mentally in terms of understanding this community and, and certainly welcoming this community. So for those that, that want to learn more, and by the way, one of the things that I think is so great about this church is it's an intellectual church and um, all ideas are welcome and including in, in addition to all people. But where can people learn more? How can they learn more about this important group? Well, we have two opportunities that I think are, are very meaningful. One we did in the, in the spring, and I tried to offer it again this summer, but I didn't get any takers. So I'll, I'll see if we can throw it out there again. But um, we put together something called the Holy Love Book Study which Dr. Steve Harper, who's a, a Methodist minister, he wrote this book and it's about, a, it's, it's a very intellectual piece, but very understandable as well. It's kind of his story about how he came around to see the LGBTQ community. And he does a really wonderful job 
of going through all of the clobber verses in the Bible and helping people to understand what's really being said there. And I, it's, a, it's a great study. And if anyone is interested, we've kind of got it almost packaged. You know, Dave, Dave put together the, the slideshows. I kind of made them, made them pretty and edited. And um, if, if people are a member of our church, I have permission to send them the recording of me reading the book because I got permission to read the book and I did an audio recording of it. And my, my son edited that for me. And so I can send that, but we only have permission for our congregation. So, but the, the PowerPoint's ours and we can use that. And it's got, it's four chapters. So it's meant for four week study. And each chapter is prefaced by a video of Steve Harper explaining kind of what the chapter is about. So that's really cool. And, and we had more than 100 people in our church participate in that study. Right now, Megan Siepel has put together a what she calls the ABCs of LGBTQ+. And it's sort of a basic class for what is this all about? What do all those letters mean? And just like basic, basic stuff. And if someone contacts the church or uh, they could contact, if they're members of the church, they can contact me, they could contact her. Um, it, but, but otherwise she'd be happy to come and do the class. And there's lots and lots of time for questions and answers. She's, I think, very wise, well-spoken, and tells a great story. Awesome. Two, two excellent opportunities for us to continue to learn. So if uh, listeners want to get in touch with you or want to know more about Forward Together, I understand there's an email address that's been set up for that. Yes, there is. It's forward together at firstchurchorlando.org. Perfect. Well, thank you. Well, Melanie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with the church and the listeners. And thank you, uh, most importantly, for taking this on and for, for serving and giving us an opportunity to run along beside you and make this a success. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm very excited for people to get to know what we're doing and understand that this, this is God's doing. You know, it, I, I feel like when things start moving, it's because we finally figured out where God's will is and we have Amen. joined. Amen. Amen. Well, well, we will look forward to a lot of movement then. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to look forward to it too. I just hang on and hold on and kind of uh, steer the boat a little bit. There you go. Well, thank you for all that you're doing. And thanks again for your time. Okay. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website, 
at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.